From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Wednesday, March 30th. New census data is out on population growth. The numbers describe county-level changes from 2020 to 2021. During that time, we were dealing with COVID as well as large movements of people around the country. Most of Utah saw an increase in population, due largely to migration. But there were some counties that didn't grow, at least not in terms of residents. Justin Higginbottom speaks with a demographer about what happened in our area. It's late March, and there's a line for just about everything in Moab. The most populous town in Grand County may seem as crowded as ever. But the county actually hasn't grown in the last year, at least in terms of population. Grand County saw a 0.2% drop. It now has around 9,600 residents. From what we've seen, Grand County has been experiencing a small population decline for the last couple years, really since about like 2018 or 2019. That's Emily Harris. She's a demographer at the Kemsey Gardner Policy Institute. The population drop isn't big, but when most of the state is growing, that difference is stark. During this time period, Utah was the second fastest growing state in the country. St. George was the fastest growing metro area in the country. Its population grew at 5.1% in that year. Harris says that Grand County stagnation is due to people leaving. For Grand County, at least, in this release, they experienced net out-migration, so more people leaving than coming into the county. But they did experience natural increase, so more births than deaths. She thinks one reason for the out-migration is the housing market, which is interesting because her research has shown an increase in housing permits. The housing crunch that's going on, I mean, I'm not in Grand County, but I've, I've been hearing about it, right? That people have been coming in, buying properties for making them into Airbnbs. So that's a potential issue. You know, what we see in our data for like housing, for example, we see building permit growth in Grand County. But the issue is that are these residents moving in or are these dwellings being built and used for vacation homes that are rented out, timeshares, things like that? So that's kind of one of the questions we're investigating right now is trying to figure out you know, what the occupancy of these new homes is looking like. From 2019 to 2021, short-term rental listings increased by 18.6% in Grand County. That's according to the Kemsey Gardner Policy Institute. Although tourism in the area took a hit in 2019 during the pandemic, visitors came back with a vengeance in 2020. Harris says that having more tourists but less residents can be a challenge. If you have people, you need jobs to support people. And it needs to be a living wage and they need to be able to afford living in the area that they're working. Otherwise, what you get is seasonal populations where people will come into the county for the high season and then they will leave maybe to go live somewhere else where they can afford or work somewhere else for a while. And I think that's just a challenge that isn't going to go away. Even if population is stagnant, if you think that visitation is going to increase or stay the same, you know, you have to figure out how you're going to support all of the visitors. San Juan County also saw a 0.2% drop in their population, although Harris says their dynamics are a little different than Grand County. San Juan relies less off tourism, and their housing market isn't as hot. She says big demographic trends in the region are still unknown, especially because it's been such an abnormal couple of years. Justin Higginbottom for KZMU News. Speaking of housing, shortages in cities and resort towns are well documented. 
But low-income residents of the very rural Mountain West are also finding it harder to stay housed, too. Bert Johnson with the Mountain West News Bureau explains. Winnemucca, Nevada lies in the Great Basin an hour south of the Oregon border. High desert peaks rise sharply on all sides, and a sea of sagebrush stretches to the horizon. Leslie Reed lives in an RV park near the golf course with five rescue dogs, one cat, and two Russian tortoises. I have made my life ah. I have made my uh, life so easy. After I got divorced, I made sure everything was cash. Reed's exactly the kind of person you'd expect to meet out here. She's self-sufficient, stubborn, and doesn't mind getting her hands dirty. I don't live in neighborhoods. Okay, I have the animals, I like my privacy, things like that. My illness has forced me to move to town now. Reed's 63 years old. Her illness includes difficulty breathing and heart trouble. Back in July, she says it got so bad that when she tried to work, she'd end up on the floor, nauseous and struggling for breath. So she lost her job at a local laundromat, and that put her in a real jam. In Winnemucca, where the population is just over 8,000 people, Rents are climbing fast. Affordable housing is few and far between. Elaine Nye directs the nonprofit Frontier Community Action Agency. She and her staff were able to get Reed on the wait list for a federal rent subsidy. While she waits, Reed's landlord is letting her keep the spot where she parks her fifth wheel. But many of her neighbors haven't been so lucky. Nye says the agency's caseload grew after COVID hit because so many folks lost their jobs. Our list with people living in motels, there's 71 living in motels right now, and that's the highest number that we've ever had. The Nevada Rural Housing Authority is also working on the crisis. It recently bought two apartment complexes in Winnemucca that it plans to rent to seniors and very low-income households. For example, a family of four making less than $42,000 a year could move in. One of those is the Mountain View Apartments. During a site visit a few months ago, half the unit still had the original faded blue siding. Across the parking lot, the rest had been cut open to show reflective sheets of new insulation. If we go in the kitchen, you can see they've got new cabinetry, and you can see the installation of the new flooring going in. Beth Dunning works for the Housing Authority. These apartments should open up next winter, but it would have been a lot sooner if they didn't have to bring supplies and contractors in from Reno and Las Vegas. On top of that, they're dealing with COVID-related delays. Mechanical equipment has taken us longer to obtain than we would like. Furnaces, fan coil units. Meanwhile, the housing shortage isn't just bad for people like Leslie Reed. Local officials say it's a big problem for employers, too. Jan Morrison runs economic development for Humboldt County, which includes Winnemucca. You can't have employees if they don't have a place to go home to at night. Morrison says the local economy is on track to add more than 2,000 jobs over the next five years. There aren't enough locals to fill them. She says nearby gold and silver mines are helping drive up prices, too. On average, Nevada miners make more than $120,000 a year. They can afford a higher price. And if we don't have the product for them to move into, they're going to move into what they can get. And what they can get is often the housing that lower-income residents used to depend on. According to Ryan Pilgrim, the influx of well-paid workers, like Humboldt County's miners or remote employees who left big cities during the pandemic, is pushing working-class residents out. Rural communities are every bit as inundated with global economic forces 
and laws as the Bay Area. Pilgrim is an associate professor at the University of Idaho who studies rural gentrification. She says the economic shifts moving inland are a wake-up call for Idaho and other western states. We can look at what's happened in California and think, do we want this to be our fate? Pilgrim says it'll take political will to confront the crisis. But just like affordable housing, that can be hard to develop. I'm Burt Johnson. And that's the KZMU News for Wednesday, March 30th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.